Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is Pastor Farrell Shepherd of the Island Ford Baptist Church in Madisonville, Kentucky. And I'd like to welcome you to another Sending Forth the Light radio broadcast. This broadcast is for Thanksgiving Day, November 24th, 2022. Well, I appreciate you tuning in and listening. Thank God for another Thanksgiving Day, a good day to give thanks unto the Lord. My, he has been so good to us, and we owe him so much praise, glory, and honor. If you're saved by the grace of God, you ought to thank him forever. Matter of fact, we will be thanking him forever for saving our soul from hell. Amen. And then so many blessings. My goodness, if you're like me and most families across America, we might complain about the economy and things that are like they are, but we've got a table spread full with food. We've got family members sitting around, maybe not everybody we'd like to have, but at least we've got family members sitting around that we can be thankful for. We've got friends, and praise the Lord, amen. We ought to give God thanks. And then just to be honest with you, at times like these, we ought to think about those that don't have the family members sitting by. There's a vacant chair that is just reminiscent of the vacant place in their heart right now at this moment, so remember them in prayer. But then so many folks that are in nursing homes and hospitals and different places, beds of affliction, as we say, and they're not able to enjoy the blessings that many of us do, but to remember them at times like these and ask God to especially be near them and bless them in a special way. Amen. And so I'm going to go to the Lord in prayer. I'm going to pray for that particular need right there. And I also want to give thanks unto the Lord for this Thanksgiving day. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, Lord, I love you. Thank you for another good day you've given us, Thanksgiving Day 2022. And we owe you, as I said, so much praise, honor, and glory. I'm glad, Lord, that this day has been set aside, amazingly, even by our government, to recognize the fact that we owe thanks unto our God. Now, I know, Lord, that so many people today don't recognize that. They think of it as Turkey Day or Ball Game Day or getting ready for Black Friday Day. And uh, they just all different things that they go through and don't actually return thanks as we should. Father, I pray, forgive us and help us, dear God, that we might give you thanks again. I want to thank you for your son. Thanks be unto God for his unspeakable gift. That's how Paul the apostle phrased it. Thank you, Lord, for giving you son. Thank you, Jesus, for going to Calvary for me. Thank you, dear Lord, for your blessings in our life. Father, I pray now. You'd bless the broadcast. Let it be a blessing to somebody. As I said, particularly those that are not able to get out and go and do and be like they want to. Father, I pray that you'd comfort their aching heart. I pray that you'd put a hand of healing there and help them and enable them and use them, dear Lord, for your glory and honor. Make your presence known to them even now. In Jesus' name we ask it. Amen and amen. All right. Here's a good song by the Moore family. Based on the, the day thanks being given unto God entitled His Life for Mine. And then a short message, just a four day message on this week's broadcast. We're beginning that today and we'll continue. We're looking at Romans chapter three, verses 19 through 31. I'm preaching today on when I survey the wondrous cross, talking about the death of our Lord Jesus the blood of our Lord Jesus. And since this is the fourth and final day of this message, we're going to be completing that on today's broadcast. 
we really just dealt with the introduction and some statements made there. And then I mentioned there's three points, and we dealt with the first one on yesterday's broadcast. We're going to pick up the second and third on today's broadcast. First point, the universal guilt decried. Second point that we will deal with today, the universal grace decreed. And then number three, the universal gospel declared. So I hope you'll stay tuned and enjoy the message as it was preached live from the pulpit of the Island Ford Baptist Church in Madisonville, Kentucky. Turn in your Bible, if you will, to the book of Romans, chapter number three. I want you to hold your place here. I'm going to come back. This is going to be my main text. It's what I'm going to preach from. But I've got some verses that I want to read in other places as well. First of all, we'll start in 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 17. The Bible says, For Christ sent me not to baptize, but to preach the gospel, not with wisdom of words, lest the cross of Christ should be made of none effect. For the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness. But unto us which are saved, it is the power of God. Amen. I underline that phrase for the preaching of the cross. Now turn, if you will, to Galatians chapter number 6 and verse number 14. But God forbid that I should glory, save in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom the world is crucified unto me, and I unto the world. Amen. I underline that phrase, God forbid that I should glory save in the cross of Christ. Now just a couple of pages over Colossians chapter number 2. 1, I'm sorry, chapter 1 and verse number 20. Colossians chapter 1, verse number 20. And having made peace through the blood of His cross... By Him to reconcile all things unto Himself. By Him, I say, whether they be things in earth or things in heaven. Of course, I underlined that phrase, through the blood of His cross. And then one more, Hebrews chapter number 2. Hebrews chapter 2. Let me say something about the blood of His cross. You know, the cross didn't bleed. He's talking about the blood that the cross caused. The blood that was shed on that old rugged cross is what he's talking about. The blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Hebrews chapter 2 verse number 9. But we see Jesus who was made a little lower than the angels for the suffering of death crowned with glory and honor that he by the grace of God should taste death for every man. Amen. Now, he doesn't mention the cross specifically. The word cross is not in Hebrews chapter 2. But it's talking about the suffering of death. I underline that. That he, by the grace of God, should taste death for every man. That's talking about the cross of our Lord. Now, turn to Romans chapter number 3, and I'll read you my text and bring what I think will be a short message, but a lot of text reading, but... A short message out of Hebrews or Romans, I'm sorry, chapter number 3. And picking up verse number 19. These are familiar. I trust you're familiar particularly with chapter 3 of the book of Romans. Chapter 3 and chapter 8 are great, wonderful. And chapter 9, chapter 10, they're all good. But those are some special chapters 
in the book of Romans. Romans chapter 3, verse number 19. Now we know that what things soever the law saith, it saith to them who are under the law, that every mouth may be stopped, and all the world may become guilty before God. I'm going to stop just a minute. I have read and have heard men in meetings, men say that that verse is talking about the Jews, only talking about the Jews, because it says to them that are under the law. But he clarifies he's not just talking about the Jews. He says that all the world, it's not just talking about the world of Jews, he's talking about all the world, Jew and Gentile alike. Every mouth may be stopped and all the world may become guilty Before God, what are we guilty of? We're guilty of sin. Verse 20. Therefore, by the deeds of the law, there's the deeds of sins, what made us guilty. By the deeds of the law, there shall no flesh be justified by his sight, for by the law is the knowledge of sin. But now, the righteousness of God without the law is manifested, being witnessed by the law and the prophets even the righteousness of God, which is by faith of Jesus Christ, unto all and upon all them that believe. For there is no difference. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, being justified freely by His grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God has set forth to be a propitiation through faith in His blood, to declare His righteousness for the remission of sins that are passed through the forbearance of God. To declare, I say, at this time His righteousness, that He might be just and the justifier of him which believeth in Jesus. Where is boasting then? Here's the answer. It is excluded. Nobody has a right to boast. By what law? Of works? Nay, but by the law of faith. I'm going to just read on to the end of the chapter. Therefore we conclude that a man is justified by faith without the deeds of the law. Is he the God of the Jews only? Is he not also of the Gentiles? Yes, of the Gentiles also. Seeing it is one God which shall justify the circumcision by faith and the uncircumcision through faith. Do we then make void the law through faith? God forbid we establish the law. I want to, I want to notice particularly verse 19 through 26. I want to notice in verse number, uh, let me see if I can find it here and spot it right quick. Verse number 25, he talks about declaring his righteousness. Verse number 26, to declare, I say, at this time, his righteousness. Where did God declare his righteousness? On the cross of Calvary. That's where His righteousness was declared. I want to try to preach this morning on this thought. When I survey the wondrous cross. So what are you saying, preacher? I'm saying sin is a universal problem that is a guilt problem. Amen. And sin is something that must be dealt with. Amen. The universal guilt of man has been decried. Secondly, I want you to notice back in Romans chapter 3, not only universal guilt of sin decried, but the universal grace decreed. Look back at verse 22 again. For even the righteousness of God, which is by faith, 
unto all and upon all them that believe. Look at this phrase. For there is no difference. Again, I go back, I say there's no difference, Jew or Gentile. There's no difference. But that's not what he's talking about. No difference. Look at verse 23. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. No difference. Everybody's under sin. But there's not a period there. Being justified freely by His grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. Amen. So not only everybody guilty before God, everybody has grace offered to them. Amen. Nobody gets to God other than through the Lord Jesus Christ. You can't work enough. You can't pray enough. You can't do enough. You can't give enough. Amen. You can't clean up enough to get to heaven without Jesus. Amen. There's universal grace that is decreed. Only grace through our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. There is no difference. Universal guilt of mankind for all have sinned. But not only sin universal, God's offer of salvation is likewise universal. Amen. Our God is not unjust. He does not condemn all. And then refuse to convert all who will come through our Lord Jesus Christ. He offers salvation to whosoever will. Amen. He's decreed the guilt of all and then decreed a gift unto all and upon all them that believe. Amen. Amen. So, can I say to you that uh, I talked about Adam tasted sin for us and then we entered into it. Jesus tasted death to us, death for us. Are we going to enter into that? Are we going to enter into that life? We do have a choice, by the way. We have an option of doing that. Amen. God has offered His Son to sinners. Amen. God didn't force us to sin, and He's not going to force us to believe the gospel. Amen. We have an option. We can take it or leave it. We come to a crossroads. Choose which way you want to go. Amen. There's an idea that, and, and I, this is what I believe. I believe that sometime in somebody's life, and I talked about even the least little children of sin, even these wonderful, beautiful little children that we love so much, they do wrong, but they're not accountable to it until they know the difference between right and wrong. But there comes a time in everybody's life, somewhere or another, where God crosses them and they recognize, I'm a sinner. I'm a sinner. And they, whether or not they know all that they need to know, they don't know maybe the doctrine of repentance. They don't know the doctrine of election. They don't know the doctrine of, of, of uh, uh, redemption. They don't know. They, don't, they can't repeat all. But they know I need some help. Amen. I'm guilty before God. What are you going to do about it? You're just going to ignore it? You're going to turn to God. Seek the Lord while He may be found. Amen. Well, we studied the doctrine of redemption. I said I might allude to that in our Friday night Bible study sometime back. We used this doctrinal statement about the phrase of redemption. Listen to this. We believe that with the willful sin and fall of mankind, He was sold into bondage to sin and death. The only hope of escape from such bondage being the eternal redemption was obtained by Christ with the shedding of His blood and His death as a sacrifice well-pleasing to the Father and acceptable to God's holy law. Amen. God has announced the fact that man's guilty. And God has announced the fact that grace has been offered. Amen. We used... 
a definition of redemption from Webster's 1828 American Dictionary of the English Language. And in that he gave six different definitions. Only one of them was theological. Talking about repentance. He, he gave just, you know, ideas of turning around different things that repentance might mean other than theology. But this one is the theological one. Here's what he said. Redemption. I said repentance, not repentance. Redemption. He said the purchase of God's favor by the death and sufferings of Christ. The ransom or deliverance of sinners from the bondage of sin and the penalties of God's violated law by the atonement of Christ. Amen. What are you saying, preacher? I'm saying we was in bondage to sin, but somebody paid to get us out. Somebody paid to set us free. Amen. Somebody bought us with a high price. It was the price of the cross. Amen. It was the price of the bleeding side of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. He who knew no sin became sin that we, who by the way knew no righteousness, might become the righteousness of God. Amen. In Christ Jesus. Amen. So we see universal guilt decried. We see universal grace decreed. And then last of all, a universal gospel declared. Notice it in verse number 25 and 26. He said, uh, he says, whom God has set forth to be a propitiation through faith in his blood to declare his righteousness for the remission of sins that are past through the forbearance of God. That forbearance is talking about mercy, long-suffering, Grace of God. Amen. The moment you realize you as a sinner, God could have struck you with a thunderbolt or a lightning bolt and allowed you to go to hell. He'd have still been God. He'd have still been righteous. But thank God for the mercy of God, for the long-suffering of God. Amen. For the forbearance of God. It allowed us not only to realize we is lost, but to recognize the Savior that bled and died for us. Amen. Amen. Jesus Christ died on the cross for sinners. Hallelujah. Amen. And we got the opportunity to come to Him. Amen. So He says to declare, God declared it on Calvary. But look at verse 26. To declare, I say, at this time, His righteousness, that he might be just and the justifier of him which believeth in Jesus. Amen. That word declare, the word declare means something needs to be heralded. Amen. Something needs to be told. Amen. We ought to be sharing this gospel with others. Amen. Something worth shouting from the rooftop. Something worth telling in the workplace. Amen. Something worth passing out tracts about. Something worth singing about. Something worth preaching from the pulpit about. Something worth talking to your children about. Amen. Something worth telling others about. We need to be declaring the gospel universally. Amen. To whosoever will. Amen. I believe that the cross of Jesus Christ declares the righteousness of God. God was righteous in being angry with the wicked every day. Amen. That's what the Bible said. I believe it's Psalm 9. I believe it is. God is angry with the wicked every day. He's righteous in doing that. God didn't just sweep it under the rug. God didn't say, well, I'm willing to overlook a few things. No, God said, I'm going to deal with it all. I want the old account settled. Amen. Amen. I want the bill paid in full. Amen. 
Paid in full. And so God worked out. How did He do it? We couldn't pay the debt. Amen. We owed a debt we could not pay. Christ was willing to pay the debt, though He did not owe it. Amen. Because of His love for God, the love for the Father. Amen. And the love for sinners. God was righteous to be angry with sinners. He is righteous to judge sin and rebellion. Amen. He was righteous to allow Jesus to die in our place. And God is righteous to justify those that will come to God by faith in our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. So we need to sing about the cross to declare God's righteousness. Amen. We need to preach about the cross to declare God's righteousness. We need to witness to sinners about the cross to declare God's righteousness. That is the only hope for sinners. Amen. Let's stand to our feet as they come with a song. And that's all the time we have for today's broadcast. Hope you'll tune in this same time every Monday through Friday for another Sending Forth the Light radio broadcast. Until then, this is Pastor Farrell Shepherd saying good day and God bless you.